Hi, this is Bron Burton, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Radio Marinara, a weekly radio show exploring all things wet and salty, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via Radio Marinara's Facebook page. The real story of the ocean depths begins where you left off. Wonders that defy my powers of description. The secrets that are mine alone. program about all things wet and salty. My name's Bron Burton. And I'm Cade Mills. Hey, Cade. Oh, relax now. That song just did it to me. I think it was all a little bit too frantic and then the song just brought me into the show in style. Ah, oh, very good. Ready and raring to go after the 86 festival yesterday. Did, did you, you go? Yeah. I didn't. I, I listened. It was amazing. Yeah. Such a good vibe on the street. So I had to do a bit of swapping because I had a five-year-old tagging along. So we did a bit of, you know, you go there. You could take him there, but yeah, it was awesome. It That's was cool. so good, yeah. Did it feel like lots and lots of different live at Triple R's kind of end-to-end? There were so many Triple R stickers on display <laughs> across there and all over the place. So Excellent. yeah, it was really good. Very good. Um, I listened not to the whole thing end-to-end because, of course, it was a very long broadcast, but um, I heard quite a bit of it. It was great. So yeah, well, I didn't realise it was... Um, broadcasted live, which means that if you've got the app, you can go back and listen to it. You can indeed. Yes. Which you should do. Yes, and I want to go back and listen to the Briggs. I wasn't able to go to that last night, so that'll be on my playlist on my way home today because it's beautiful out there. Yeah. We've got a big show, she says, grabbing her notes. Um, Firstly, we're going to cross to Sydney to speak with Dr Maria Byrne from the University of Sydney about some new research which has come out and um, published in a couple of journals but also um, in the conversation. We've already put a link to that on our Facebook page if you want to go check it out. Um, Into the pesky crown of thorns... 
Sea Star, um, which has sort of wreaked havoc on the Great Barrier Reef over decades, and we'll speak with Maria about that. But some new research, which she's done along with one of her PhD students, looking at the resilience of the crown of thorns, but particularly the juveniles to heat. And this is really significant, of course, as we move into a new era where um, sea uh, temperatures are rising. Yeah, and it's oh, it makes sense. Pesky things are very resilient mm. to a lot of things. This one's really interesting. It's particularly the juveniles that are resistant and that actually has quite a significant um, – it, it is significant because of what they what they feed on. So the diet of the juvenile crown of thorns is a bit different to the adults and the fact that they're resilient to this kind of quite warm water um, has an impact. So anyway, we can talk to I'm looking about forward to that. that. Yeah, it would be really good. Um, then we're going to cross to Myra Kelly, our dive reporter. Um, lots to talk about. About and her area is going to cross over with yours, Kate, because there's a couple of significant events coming up. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, we're going to have a slug off. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. For the sea slug centre. So I went out on Friday with a few people and we found three species. So I have to find out how many Myra found in her diving on Saturday. All right, yeah, yeah. bring on the competition. I love it. Um, she's also going to be talking about uh, World Jellyfish Day. Happy World Jellyfish Day, Kate. <laughs> Grow a spine. <laughs> <laughs> Next year we're going to get Moira to um, mark out on the calendar all the significant world celebration days of, of uh, marine creatures because um, Myra lets me know about them before I know about them. So we'll, Yeah, I've got no idea. This. Yeah. We'll plan ahead. Yeah, all I know is they talk like a pirate day. Yes. Yeah, but that's, but that's Neil's. Oh, sorry, Captain Trash's territory. Yeah, and that's in September. I think we might have missed that one this year. Um, So lots to talk about, which Myra will do, and also taking a look at some of the great efforts. We've talked about it recently, but um, great community efforts to go in there and do a lot of weeding of um, Undaria. Yeah, so people are just looking after their patch, really, keeping talking about pests earlier with the crown of thorns. Yeah, that's what people are doing. They're removing a marine invasive species from their local dive sites. Yeah, so good stuff. So Mara can talk to us about that. And then you've got some special guests coming in, Kate. Yeah, so um, the Australian Marine Science Association every year do a bit of a showcase of like the cutting-edge science, marine science that's happening in the state, and this year is no different. And so we're inviting the chair, Morgan Ellis, is going to come in, and Lucy Coles are both going to come in, so we're going to have them in the studio and just talk about the research that's going to be presented and I guess AMSA in general, Australian Marine Science Association in general and what they can get up to and if you're a scientist, budding scientist or you're someone who you know closely associates with marine science, please get on board um, and join up and they do a lot of events but also provide a lot of support for students and scientists out there as well. Fantastic. Looking forward to hearing about that. I had a look on the website. There's some really, really good stuff. Yeah, and it's very teasy the way they do it. They don't say who's talking. It's just, you know, ancient sharks and seagrass restoration, great whites. Like it's ticking off on all those bases. If you're into something in the sea, there'll be something there for you. Yeah, brilliant. That was a lot of somethings. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And then we're going to cross down to Point Leo to catch up with Dr. Surf to talk about Vintage Surf Day. If this is sounding um, (laughs) kind of reminding you of something... (laughs) This is how, you know, three, what is it? What's the expression? Three times a charm? Yeah, well, that's how a vintage mind works. (laughs) Three peak. Three feet. Three feet. Yes. So um, we've we've had a couple. Actually, Doctor Surf was on the program two weeks ago, um, talking about World. Um, oh, sorry, Vintage Surf Day, which um, he thought was last week, but it turns out he's actually today. So he's actually down there right now. I spoke with him before we went to air, and he uh, we will cross over to him around about ten to ten to find out what. Oh, vintage yeah, surf and they got a better about. day for it today too. 
Definitely, because yeah. last week it was kind of not, oh, not exactly good weather. Sunday from... was mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have an extended weather forecast from Antarctica. Oh, and for anyone who happens to be heading down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cliff, big shout out to Cliff. He's um, it's been it's great to have Cliff uh, be in Antarctic territory again well it is for us hopefully for you um so he sent a message this morning good morning marinara team we are still enjoying our taxi ride to work down here in the southern ocean ice trials are still happening all part of the commissioning of the uh new yina so we'll find out what that means in due course sounds very interesting so um anyway the uh seawater temperature is minus 1.8 Forecast wind speed is 14.8 knots, so, you know, that sounds pretty calm. Um, And uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, which, here we go, she says. I'm trying to open up the image that he's sent through. Um, Oh, I've already (laughs) said it. That's like, there you go. Smooth. Painting a picture um, with your words, bro. Yeah, I yes. am. I am indeed. <laughs> Everyone at home knows exactly what's going on. So, so hopefully that, Cliff is listening oh, too. Yeah, hopefully you're listening. He also says we could watch World Be Rug Cup again. Internet is crap again. You'd think a show that supports science would get priority. <laughs> I don't know if I was meant to mention that. <laughs> the Antarctic Division. <laughs> on your Cliff, I better play some music now. Triple R on FM, digital, online and via the app. I was just going to put in a quick plug while we've got some time. So if you are out and about at the moment, the I believe it's the 18th Victorian Sea Slug Census is currently on. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it is basically trying to document the... Um, what do we call it? The nudies, the nudie watch program we've got going on, Bron. Document the sea slugs that we have in Victoria. But it is also expanding. So in very exciting news... The, we are going to have on the 24th of November, which coincides with the Southern Bio Blitz or the Great Southern Bio Blitz, through to the 3rd of December, we're going to have the Great Southern Reef Sea Slug Census. So I highly recommend people get out there this week and practice, get their eyes in to find the sea slugs, because the Great Southern Reef one is basically going all the way from Kalbarri in Western Australia through to oh, northern New South Wales. So we're going to have people all across the country looking for sea slugs. So it's going to be quite exciting. Fantastic. This is um, this is uh, not the first time we've done this, is it? Oh, as mentioned earlier, it's the 18th I think we're doing in Victoria. It's been going for 10 years. It's actually going to be celebrating the 10-year um, anniversary of it. It kicked off in Newcastle and um, we've now been going for 10 years and we're hoping to keep on going for a long period of time. And after being nominated for an Eureka Award recently, the um, project's really starting to see some good science come out of it on, around especially species distribution and movement of species outside their range, which sort of ties in with the um, warming waters, particularly along the East Coast. Yeah, mm. brilliant. Hey, um, we are having a little trouble getting on to Dr Maria Byrne to talk about the, uh, the sea stars. We're going to kind of slightly reshuffle the program and uh, I think uh, hopefully Myra Kelly is available and ready to talk to us. We might get an early dive report from her. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener-supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up the Triple R website to find out how. And uh, we are very delighted to bring to you our dive report this week with our dive reporter, Mara Kelly. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, Bron. Good morning, Kate. How are you going, boys? Oh, fantastic, Mara. Is that water we can hear in the background? 
<laughs> it is. It is. It's the crashing waves down at Sorrento Back Beach this morning. Back Beach. And, oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's pretty spectacular. Oh, so is it? You're heading in for a snorkel or a dive there? Uh, we are going to do a back beach dive this morning. So uh, it's going to be my first door entry. Um, last time I did here, I was off a boat. Um, but uh, I'm hoping it's going to be pretty spectacular down there. Well, that's fantastic because you only get a handful of days a year, really, that you can get and access to these places. So it's, <laughs> it's lucky that it worked out on a Sunday for you. It, it, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've been down here for a little while this morning, just really monitoring the, uh, the conditions. Um, I've, I've actually got a police helicopter going over me right at the moment. Oh, is, you organised um, that, did you, to check conditions? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might be to pull me out of the water. <laughs> um, but look, Sorrento, it is, a, um, it is a, an advanced dive site and it's not recommended for inexperienced people. And as you mentioned, uh, it can only sort of be dived on certain conditions. Um, we're on a, a 0.8 metre swell at the moment and a really, really light wind. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for the best. Now, I mentioned at the start of the program, Myra, that it's World Jellyfish Day. <laughs> Happy World <laughs> Jellyfish Day. <laughs> Happy World Jellyfish Day. <laughs> next, uh, next year we'll be a little more organised. and Because um, I think this happened recently with another world, something or other day, that we also missed as well. You, you're really good at spotting these um, World Significant Marine Creature Days. So, uh, yeah, we'll plan things better next year and, um, and celebrate. Are you hoping to see jellyfish out there or two? Um I, I'm happy to see anything with the exception of things with big, sharp teeth. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but look, the, uh, the jellyfish at the moment, um, as the, wa- the weather and the water is warming up, um, I'm, I am expecting to, uh, to see more of these, within, particularly within Port Phillip Bay. Um, I have sort of been seeing some photographs and hearing reports of them, and they're probably a sea creature that I, I probably do need to show a little bit more love to than I, I currently do. Um, we have some ones in Port Phillip Bay, the, the big Hakel's jellyfish, which are probably a little bit scary to some people, but they're quite harmless um, and really, really beautiful to watch. They're sort of the, the big boys of the, of the jellies. Um, they have the big rounded bells and the distinctive cross running across the top of them and quite often a really long, thick tail. Um, we then also have the lion's manes, and they also come in a variety of different sizes. They um, usually have the long trailing pink reddish sort of tentacles um they can uh leave with a a little bit of a sting if you cop one um sort of usually gone after about half an hour and then we've got the comb jellyfish and i don't see those very often um but there's some um really cool footage that i have shot uh last time i was with one at blair gowrie and they've sort of got like a rainbow disco of um of neon lights almost traveling through their bodies and uh yeah really mesmerizing to watch um, and the other, the other really interesting thing is watching the relationship sometimes with other um, small fish, uh, how they hide up inside the jellyfish as a bit of protection as they move through the water column. Yeah, there's some beautiful photos of that sort of floating around that have been taken over time. I've even managed to capture a photo which is saying something, given my photography skills. <laughs> uh, but what I wanted to know, Myra, is that we are going to have a slug off. Did you get out and look <laughs> for sea slugs yesterday? Look, no, I didn't, Kate. Ah, uh, so I win. But no, you're, you're uh... <laughs> no, you've uh, you've got some marks on the board. I'm going to have to work hard throughout the month to, uh, to do some catching up. Um, I I actually didn't dive yesterday. Uh, I was booked on one of the the boats to dive Castle Rock, but unfortunately, it was cancelled due to lack of numbers. Um, and yeah, look, I, I haven't done a, a, um, a lot of boat diving in the last few months. Uh, I guess Melbourne boat diving has been a little bit quiet since we lost a friend. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am really keen to get back on those boats. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I guess, wanted to let everyone know that there are a couple of boats that we all know and love, and they are back providing access to our many, many awesome dive sites throughout Port Phillip Bay. So welcoming Bay City Scuba. Uh, please check out their upcoming schedules on their site, uh, website and socials, particularly for the long weekends. Um, and hopefully we can sort of piece the Melbourne diving community back together a bit and support these boats and continue on board for some uh, epic times with familiar faces. Yeah, that's a good point because I think everyone was wondering what was going to happen and how they were going to get access to it because it's you know it's not an easy business to run and it's great that that's going to continue. So it is looking it is. forward to um, it now. I am. Yeah, we've, we're going to talk to you about a few other things. I think we've got a little bit of time. Yeah, we do. Um, Mara, we're going to. I know you wanted to have a, a quick uh, chat about some dredging works that are underway or about to get underway at Blegarry. Yeah, look. Um, Machine, uh, plant and machinery, uh, it arrived on site, I believe, last Monday. Uh, so they're going to be doing some maintenance dredging work of the Blair Gary Yacht Squadron of the marina area there, and it is set to commence any day. Uh, and it's at the moment, the, uh, the information that's come through from Parks Victoria Notice is that it'll continue further, until further notice. Um, so I guess people with, that are in the water, um, snorkelling, diving, if you can just please be mindful when you are in the water and respectful of, um, of any relevant squadron rules. Um, I am sort of tipping the visibility may periodically be affected, but I, I think you just never know if you don't go. So um, Blegar is one of those sites that it's usually a pretty pretty safe site with conditions. So uh, try your luck and you might get really lucky. Excellent. Let's continue the extended dive report because I'm loving it. Um, look, can we jump from uh, Blair Gary to Flinders Pier? Because I know you've got some stuff to talk to us about um, relating to that issue, uh, the proposal by the Mornington Peninsula Council to put in um, paid parking. What's happening there? Yeah, so we, we mentioned this um, a few months ago on Radio Marinara. Uh, and, yeah, Mornington Peninsula Shire, um, as we come into the summer period, they are rolling out a paid parking pilot program in uh, November uh, and that's going to affect three sites across the Mornington Peninsula, Flinders Pier, Mornington Pier at Snapper Point and also Sunnyside Beach. So as far as diving and snorkelling goes, um, Mornington and Flinders are going to be heavily affected. Uh, parking is set to be $6.20 per hour for cars. $6.20 per hour. So save up your... Uh, Save up your $2 coins, boys and girls. Uh, there will be variable time limits that do apply, um, and obviously residents of the Mornington Peninsula can apply uh, for um, permit parking. That's just, uh, but that's yeah. just, that's just made a, um, a, a shore dive very expensive, if you, particularly it, it, if you're doing it all the time. It, it has, yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, what the... You know, the, the, the residents, particularly of Flinders um, and shop owners, are, are a bit concerned about how money might be spent in town after, you know, after dives. Mm. You would normally call in at Flinders General Store or the fish and chip shop and get some snacks um, to, you know, refuel. Um, so I I do still encourage people, if you can, um, after, you know, all the parking and, and the tolls to get down Penlink, please still support um, all the businesses at, at Flinders. Um and also, you know, um, the other thing, uh, you know, the, the marine debris cleanup efforts that are occurring below those two piers as well from people, uh, there's, you know, potentially been a little bit of a, um, a bit of chat amongst people that they might might not then be able to get down um, and afford to be able to drive down and uh, park and, and continue their cleanup efforts below those piers. So 
If you can, uh, take three from the sea and uh, yeah, any assistance from divers below those piers would be really appreciated. Excellent. Thanks, Mara. Um, now, look, we've covered um, the, uh, the uh, I'm just going to call it nudie watch. Yeah. <laughs> sea slug census. Sea slug census. Uh, Great Victorian fish count. Should we talk about Great- that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited with all of the all of the citizen science uh, programs that are coming up now. That sort of like the season is really kicking off. Summer's coming. There's so many opportunities for people diving and snorkeling to get involved with citizen science. Um, it's a really uh, in- inclusive um, way of contributing data to these important programs and making new friends, learning new skills. Uh, I did my first first fish count at Mushroom Reef quite a few years ago. Uh, really loved it with Parks Victoria. And, uh, yeah, I've been keen to do um, the fish counts, you know, each year with different people. Uh, but basically it is about going in with a, a slate of regularly found fish within um, Port Phillip Bay and sort of grouping them into, you know, groups of five, groups of ten, um, just observing the species that you see. Uh, so the, the fish, uh, the, the face of the fish count this year is the long snout boarfish, and I'm really stoked because they are my absolutely uh, my, my favourite fish. Um, it took me about four years to finally see my first boarfish. I was constantly getting them mistaken with old wives. Uh, they're both both black with white stripes. Um, but uh, yeah, really excited that they're the face of the fish count, uh, and I, I think. The theme behind this year's fish count is respect your elders. And one of the really interesting points that I took away from the Zoom webinar the other night that Cade hosted uh, to celebrate the Victorian fish count uh, was the fact that boarfish, I think they can potentially have a lifespan up to about 55 years old. Yeah, that's the oldest they've found, yeah. Yeah, like that's just mind blowing, and I, I look at them, you know, with a whole a whole another level of respect now. Um, and I think the you know the, the silver sea sweet that you do see in in varying sizes, um, they can grow up to around about uh, I think forty years old. You mentioned yeah, it's about forty odd years, and it's about twelve to fourteen years before they become sexually mature. So there's a whole lot of issues around that and fisheries and um, impact on fisheries. And thank you for doing such a great job of promoting the event that I run, the Great Victorian Fish Count, <laughs> which kicks off on the 18th of November. And if you haven't heard about it, get in touch with your local dive store or community group there and just, you know, hassle them and make sure they're running one and get on board. Um, not only do you get a free T-shirt, you get to learn how to identify fish. Spectacular. Yeah, the, 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 the T-shirt is what I'm really looking forward to this year. <laughs> I've, I've sort of kept my all my collection of all of the years I've done and, uh, yeah, they're really worthwhile participating to get that T-shirt. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Mara. Excellent, Mara. Hey, just before we let you go, I just wanted to mention really quickly, because um, I did at the start of the program, some of the great works being done by community groups with the efforts to uh, to do a lot of underwater weeding of Undaria. Yeah, again, um, you know, I know I gave everybody a shout-out that was at Portsea the other day. Uh, enormous team effort. Um, I dived Portsea last Saturday, and I was saying to Kay during the week, I was just astounded at the difference that it's made below the pier at Portsea, the amount of ambient light that's now able to get in there um, and just be able to see so many more marine creatures. They really have made a huge, huge difference. Uh, And there are other weeding days uh, sort of um, forecast plans. Um, I know Aquatic Adventures is hosting 
next Sunday, 5th of November at Brighton Baths. Uh, it's an invasive species management dive. They will be removing Undaria as well as European fanworms and Northern Pacific sea stars. And Ocean Divers also has an Undaria clean-up uh, on their calendar November 25th at South Road, Brighton. Um, but that said, you know, there, it, I guess it raises the, the opportunity for people. I have been contacted throughout the week. Um, people are, are seeing Undaria at their local, local sites that they dive and snorkel. Uh, and it raises the opportunity for these people to then uh, obtain their own permits because obviously Undaria, um, it, it does need to be removed under permit from, from fisheries. Uh, but, yeah, it, it provides um, people that are interested and able to correctly identify the, the species for removal to obtain their own permit and get their own little groups together uh, and, uh, yeah, give back and, and weed their own little patches. Um, if you're interested and need a little bit of inf in further information or further assistance, I think you're probably able to help people out. Are you Cade with getting a, a permit? I did say that, yeah. If people can get in touch with me, so it's just Cade at vmpa.org.au. I've done all the paperwork a million times and have ways that yep. I can help people get onto that because yeah. not only is it a beautiful snack, it is also very good for your garden. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> and Mara, you've done an amazing uh, little uh, documentary about some of the uh, efforts of community groups um, to weed Undaria. So um, we'll put a link to that on our Facebook page. Uh, we've done it. We've done a kind of a smaller much cut down version um in the last few weeks but we'll put the the full thing up um this afternoon so thank you i'm sure the, the volunteers involved would all love to see their faces on yeah. the <laughs> on the clip thank you fantastic we'll do that thanks for the extended dive report that's been fantastic and um yeah look go out there enjoy your back beach diving down at sorrento we'll catch up with you soon thank you so much enjoy the rest of your weekend thanks you too so, bye. Safe, safe diving on your mara see you Mara. Kelly. Triple R on FM, digital, online, and via the app. Welcome back to 3 Triple R. You're listening to Radio Marinara. It is about 22.10, and we are very fortunate to be joined in the studio by two um, Australian Marine Science Association members, but also two um, awesome marine scientists. We've got Morgan Ellis, who's the chair, and we've got Lucy Coles. Welcome into Radio Marinara. Thanks. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having us. And I believe we haven't had either of you on air before, have we? Uh, I was on the oh, oh, actually, 18 yeah. months ago. You have yeah. been in, yeah, because um, you're doing work around biosecurity and um, Asterius, I think, believe it was your PhD project. Was that it? Yeah, was yeah, part that's of right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, what are you up to at the moment? Before we get into the big plugs, let's <laughs> you know have the chat to you. Um, so, at the moment, I'm postdocing for Deakin Uni down in Queenscliff, um, and sort of working across the biosecurity space, particularly in um, environmental DNA. So, we've been developing assays to sort of help detect in, uh, invasive species uh, before they can establish. And we've been, yeah, working quite closely with both the state and federal government on a handful of projects like that. And so when you say environmental DNA, that's when you're basically able to take a water sample and you know, look for indicators yeah. that that species is there. Yeah, we run basically the same as a COVID PCR test, but we oh, look yeah. for invasive species rather than COVID DNA. And so what species... Um, this is great. Getting <laughs> <laughs> off subject. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what species are on the hit list. Oh. Um, people will want to know that. Yeah. Um, big ones for Victoria, obviously... Um, Northern Pacific Seaso and Undaria, as you mentioned, um, they've taken over Port Phillip Bay, but we're trying to sort of keep them within Port Phillip Bay and stop them from spreading. We also have a few uh, sea squirts like Didendum that we're sort of a little bit worried about, don't want to uh, have them getting down here. 
yeah you did so well to do that quickly to keep Nerida happy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, I, can I just ask Lucy you're doing your PhD at the moment yeah that's right what are you doing your PhD on um, seagrass restoration ah excellent yeah and we've had Craig Sherman on before talking about seagrass restoration and he made an excellent point that we're still in the very early days of restoration in the sea so it's something that's been happening terrestrially for a long time and we're getting really good at it but when we're doing it in the sea we're like we're going to fail sometimes and things aren't going to work how are you going at the moment like absolutely yeah i mean that's a really big part of restoration is that we're trying to sort of we fail and we continue to fail but then we learn from those failures and sort of try and convert them as best we can to a success by learning as best we possibly can but that's one of the things which i'm actually looking into as part of my phd is sort of how do we fail do we learn from it how do we move forwards and are you, look, are you looking at some of the factors that um, contribute to where it fails? And we're talking about failing in that you plant the seagrass and it doesn't take or it takes and then dies. Is, is that sort of what you're looking at? Uh, I guess across, across the board, you've got sort of all the people factors as well. You've got site factors. You've got species factors. I mean, we're trying to restore sort of temperate seagrasses here. And we're looking at one species specifically, Zostra mulleri. But it kind of across the board you've got all these different life history traits which you've got to try and contend with and you've got to understand your species so yeah it's kind of across the board you've got all sorts of sort of setbacks that you've got to contend with yeah and it's fantastic that um we're, we're talking about failure often with science it's like you know it's that whole publish uh, hamster wheel that you get on and you have to have successes whereas like you learn more from the things that don't go right which is great and that segues well into what we actually got you in here to talk about, which is the upcoming AMSA, what was it, a showcase, presentation. It's you know, bringing some of the you know, leading scientists, which you are one of, I believe, because there is a talk about seagrass restoration. Is that correct? That's right, yeah. So I'm speaking along with one of my fellow PhD students and colleagues, Abby Wookie. So we're two of sort of four um, PhD students who sort of are trying to, cover seagrass restoration with Deakin University and with Melbourne Water and a bunch of other collaborators. Um, so, yeah, Abby and I are speaking, speaking on our seagrass restoration journey so far. That's fantastic. And Morgan, as the chair, you get to you know help organise these things and invite along interesting people. Yep. Who are some of the other people or what are some of the other topics people are going to hear about? Um, so we have another PhD student um, from Deakin, Zach Clark. He'll be talking about um, great white sharks and some of the cool sort of um, population dynamics, population genetics that he's found um, over the course of his PhD. Um, Is that in Victoria like, uh, and across the, yeah, the country? Yeah, yep. Victoria up through New South Wales and across to South Australia a bit. Yeah. Oh, so if you want to find out about sharks, you know, yeah. listen through to the end and work out how to get here. <laughs> um, we also have Christy Watts from Wallerorong who will be talking about some of the historical connections um, that traditional owners have with seaweeds and some of the historical uses um, of seaweeds. Um, we have Ken Jones and... I apologise if I mispronounced this from Bodenick on the South Australian Victorian border, and he'll be discussing sort of some of that enduring connection to sea country that the traditional owners have. And we also have uh, Ben Freshinelli, who'll be talking about some of the fossils over the last 30 million years um, and some of the big uh, beasts that they used to belong to. So, yeah, the showcase is sort of going to start with sort of the most up-to-date research and then take us on a trip back through time across 30 million years. Nice. I like that. And for listeners, um, they all should all be familiar with Ben Francicelli and the work that he's done and his enthusiasm for presenta- presenting. So it's a great opportunity to get along and listen to him. Now, look, 
how do people find out about this? How do people get tickets? And where is it going to be? And how long? And, you know... Just give us the plug, basically. <laughs> um, so it'll be on Saturday the 18th of November, so same time that the Fish Count's kicking off. Yep. Um, and it will be hosted live down at the Geelong Waterfront Campus. Um, so it's a great chance for people to get down to Geelong, spend the weekend down on the uh, Bellarine Peninsula, enjoy the surf coast. And we'll also be live streaming it to the Warnable Campus. Um, we cool. often feel, you know, Warnable gets a little bit forgotten mm. about, so we wanted to uh, include them. Uh, best place to get tickets are to head to either the Amps of Victoria Facebook or Twitter page. All of the links are there. We'll also be posting speaker bios over the next sort of coming days so you can uh, see a little bit more about what the talks are going to be about. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. And just a quick plug for AMSA itself. So the Australian Marine Science Association, if you're a student or if you're someone who works in the marine space or you're even just a keen naturalist who does a lot of stuff in the marine environment, please join up. They do events like this and provide a lot of support for different people um, in that space. I'd just like to say thank you so much for coming in and telling us the story. I know you're going to hang out and have a coffee with me later so I can learn more about your research, and we're going to get you both back on at some stage to sort of delve deeper into the research topics because we could have gone way off track there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. I've been speaking with Morgan Ellis and Lucy Coles from uh, the Australian Marine Sciences Association Victorian branch about their upcoming event showcasing marine science um, on at Geelong Waterfront Campus uh, of Deakin University. We've already put a link to that on our Facebook page um, so you can follow the links and book your tickets on Eventbrite. Triple R on FM, digital, online and via the app. Good morning, Brian. <laughs> I'm just tripping on the, on the models and remembering seeing them at the Crystal Ballroom. <gasps> Did you really? Oh, uh... And the floor was going up and down. Oh, wow. (laughs) Now, did you have your winkle pickers on? Yes. (laughs) And they were handmade by a bloke in Smith Street, Collingwood. I can't remember the name. A Greek guy used to make our winkle pickers. And we thought we were the best. I was just talking about this with my mate Mars about the clothes we used to wear because he has a very interesting collection of mid-'80s surfing shirts. And it just beggars belief what we used to put on. We used to think we were so hot. <laughs> anyway. That's wonderful. Narrative, were you going to say Well, I was going to ask, was it, Alexander, was it Alexander's shoes in Smith Street? Could have been. Because it's it, still it there. Hand, handmade, beautiful. Yeah. And they yeah. weren't that expensive. Yep. And they were the... I've still got them, but my kids, when I say, do you want to wear these, they just giggle <laughs> and look at me like, oh, you pathetic old man. But anyway, same thing with my cowboy boots that I bought in New York City. I don't want to wear them. I mean, what's the matter with them? They're tiny llamas. <laughs> You've been saving them all these years for your kids to wear Dr. Surf. This is what happens. You think, oh, I was so cool when I was young, and then your kids get to their 20s, and they look at you with this pitying face going on. Well, I'm just imagining you walking around the house with the cowboy boots and board shorts as a combination, oh, yeah. yeah. That's where they're, and I'll be playing uh, Southern Culture on the skit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I might do that when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> Can, Mrs. Surf will be up for that. Anyway, I'm down here at Point Leo. It is a glorious day. It's sunny and there's a light breeze going. There's already lots of people here. I'm here for, I think it's the fourth or the fifth um, vintage Surf Day to raise money for the Disabled Surfers Association. And it's big. 
There's lots of combis here. We've got triggers and oaks with some very old boards. Shady Hollow, my good mate John's got some beautiful boards. There's a barbecue going to raise money for the disabled surfers and they have limited edition T-shirts for sale for $30. Ooh. So get down early if you want one of them. Now these Bob Smith's come over from uh, the West Coast, or the Surf Coast is now called, with the Bells Beach Surfing Competition Bell and lots of memorabilia. Oh, cool. And look, there's T-shirts. There's some. If you're of our generation or my generation, there's some shirts and shorts and shoes that will bring a lot of memories back. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit more about the um, the board shaper who the, who you just mentioned, Doctor Surf? Uh, I mentioned several. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the one who came on? Oh, didn't you mention... Oh, yeah. no, Bob, Bob, Bob Smith's not a board shaper. He's oh. a, uh, he was for many years the historian for Rip Curl. Oh. And when Rip Curl got sold, I think he no longer has that position. But he has a great deal of memorabilia from the Rip Curl era and from the competition, the Bells Beach Classic. Uh, so he's got board, wetsuits, posters, and the bell, which Rip Curl very kindly lent him. Oh, wow. It has all the winners written on it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now. So it's the one that, that goes in the shop after each event. You, ha- um, you haven't been tempted to give it a ring? Well, interestingly, you should say that, because last time I did, I tried, but it's got a little piece of neoprene. On the clapper, because the, the tradition is only a winner, only a winner. the bellows. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so far from being a winner in that regard, it's just not funny. So, no, you can't actually ring it. It's but, look, I'm sitting in a nice chair next to two glorious hot rods from my mate Willie, Steve Willie, and there's combis everywhere. It's a beautiful sunny day. There's food, there's drink. There's lots of old guys. Is there anyone out in the water there at Point Leo? I'm guessing there's not much swell in the bay there. Not much swell. It's actually a great day because there's nothing else to do. (laughs) There might be a wave of Portsea or something, but not down here. And it's $5 to get in. You pay your $5 at the gate uh, at the uh, reserve and everything else is pretty much free except for your burgers. Well, and um, just to point out again that it is a fundraiser for the Disabled Surfers Association. Right. So if people want to donate more than $5 or $5 in the cost yep. of a burger, they can. They can. And, and if you want to do that, do that at the Disabled Surfers Association tent where they're making some really yummy burgers. I can smell them now. My tummy's rumbling. So <laughs> yeah, come down and donate. It's a great cause. Um, but it's look, it's a lovely day, great day for a drive. Are there um are there any do you know I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you know are there any upcoming days uh that the DSA um the Mornington Peninsula DSA branch will be running? I don't know, sorry Brian. That's I haven't right. got that on my little piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. We'll um we can look up that look that up for ourselves. Hmm. Are dogs allowed? No. Unfortunately not. So my dogs aren't here, but mm. probably just as well. <laughs> but no, on, on the reserve, no dogs. Unfortunately, you can't bring them. We're trying to look after our koalas and wombats and things. Yeah, no, very good. 
All right. Well, Dr. Surf, it's been great catching up with you. We've got to do this more often. I don't think we've heard from you in three years and we've <laughs> caught up with you three times in three weeks. So it's just like a London bus. Uh, no, I'm going to have to have a lie down now. <laughs> pressure. <laughs> anyway, it's lovely to talk to you again. Yeah. And if I ever ever come up with something interesting to talk about, I might even come into the studio. But... Oh, my God. Oh, oh that'd be great. Yeah. I know Dr. Beach would love that as well. Yes. I can come in and talk about Octonauts on ABC Kids, <laughs> my favourite show. We'll bring a kid in as well, and you two can have a discussion. <laughs> that's got a marine connection. Yeah. That's an absolute yeah. gem of the show. There's some great episodes of Bluey where um, Bluey goes to the beach. I know you're a big fan of Bluey too, Dr. Surf, so... Um, I am. Yeah, maybe we can big review Big fan of the, of the Bluey episode on cricket. I thought that was an absolute gem. <laughs> but, <laughs> you're listening well, to Radio you Marino. <laughs> awesome. Sponsored by ABC Kids. <laughs> <laughs> we have missed you, Dr. Sam. Have a great day. I will. Thank you, Sam. Go and enjoy Bye. 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 Oh, lovely. Oh, that's a great way to finish a ramshackle show. It has been a total (laughs) ramshackle show. Um, Anthony will be back next week, so he can... Uh, It'll uh, be slick and polished. Thanks very much to uh, to Dr. Surf. Thanks also to Morgan Ellis and Lucy Coles. Thank you to Myra. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't get on to Professor Maria Byrne. We had a bit of an issue with with phone numbers, but we'll reschedule that in the next couple of weeks. Um, As I mentioned, Anthony and Dr. Beach will be in next week um, to bring you Marinara. Hi, this is Bron Burton. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R's Radio Marinara, a weekly radio show exploring all things wet and salty, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via Radio Marinara's Facebook page.